we have ourselves a day today. Uh, the trade deadline is going fucking crazy. And um, I forgot to say welcome back to the In My Prime podcast. But uh, welcome back. <laughs> Anyways, um, I have seven plays for today. Uh, I locked them in last night. <clears throat> I did, however, um, try to factor in the deadline and try to make sure that all these bets I made wouldn't really be affected by the deadline. And so far, I have three of the seven are unders. And unders are like what really could get cooked by the trade deadline because of uh, maybe like an important player going and then leading to more minutes, more usage, stuff like that. But uh, I did try to be careful, try to be thoughtful, and um, see if the trade deadline would either make or maybe even break um, some of these props. So um, before I get into the seven props that I want to give out, I'm going to quick do like a little dive on the trades. And um, so as we speak, Dinwiddie just went to the Raptors uh, for Dennis Schroeder. I believe the Raptors don't play today. I could be wrong. Uh, they played yesterday, but I, I I believe they don't play today, so that shouldn't really be too big. But the Nets do play today, um, and honestly, I think Dinwiddie being out kind of helps one of my props, <laughs> at least I hope. So, yeah. Let's see, another one. We have, uh, obviously, I'm sorry, I'm scrolling through Underdog right now. I'm just like trying to see all these things right in front of me. So we have uh, Nick Scott, Bogdanovich, and Burks. They lost Grimes, who was already out. Fournier, who was probably going to have to play some minutes today if Brunson misses, which seems likely. Uh, Malachi Flynn, who was definitely going to play minutes today if Brunson um, left. They also lost, like, Archidiacono or something. So active for the Knicks, who, like, usually plays, um, is Miles McBride, Dante DiVincenzo, Josh Hart, uh, Precious Tachua, Isaiah Hardenstein. I think Jericho Sims is back from illness. So they only really have like six players. Uh, they have guys like Jacob Toppin, I believe, like Obi's little brother. Um, let's see, Nick's injury report. Or I think, and like Charlie Brown Jr., um, Taj Gibson too. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it looks like Dwayne Washington signed a two way contract. Like, I, I don't even know what I'm fucking looking at right now. So, yeah, basically, um, big, big minutes are probably going to be coming, especially like Miles McBride's way. Um, Dante DiVincenzo, Josh Hart, uh, Precious Achua, like literally like all the core guys going to play massive minutes, but especially like a guy like Deuce McBride, who uh, he'll probably like play like into garbage time anyways. I think Deuce McBride is like a lock for 40 plus minutes tonight. So uh, there's that to take in care Oh, wow, 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 wow. So, um, I think I just got a notification saying that the Nets gave up Dennis Smith Jr. as well. So, that's really good for my bed. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's really good for my bed. Um, I'll say it in a little bit. It's definitely not even going to be up anymore, which is fucking stupid. But, yeah, um, a couple other trades. So, Buddy Heald, he went to the Sixers. Um Sixers gave up like Marcus Morris. The Pacers do play today, so I thought I'd um thought I'd say that. Uh, that kind of hurts a one of my one of my bets a little bit, unfortunately. Uh, Gordon Hayward to the Thunder, I believe, for Trey Mann, Davis Bertans, a couple other guys. Um, is there any other big ones? Daniel Gafford to the Mavs for Rashawn Holmes. So yeah, uh, a lot of stuff happened today. And all right. 
Let's get into the picks. So my first pick that I went with is Draymond Green over 12.5 points and rebounds plus 100 at MGM. I said I locked this in last night. Um, Draymond Green over 12.5 points and rebounds. Um, let's see what that's at now. It's at 13.5. Honestly, that's 100% playable. 100% playable. Uh, I'll get to you why this play has an absurd hit rate. Uh, so Draymond, like this play, when I got at 12.5, still at 13.5, it feels like a steal. So he's he's at center. Uh, he's not sharing the floor with Looney, and like he's had six or more rebounds, but like a six is the absolute floor of what has been uh, in every single game recently. Like He's been really good on the glass, not sharing the floor with Looney. Obviously, last night we got kind of fucked over by um, him only playing 18 minutes last game, but uh, frankly, like the bench did play really, really good in the non-Draymond minutes, especially in the second quarter. And they, like, left him on the bench for a really long time. And then he, like, picked up, like, some fouls. Like, really barely played in the second quarter. And then he played his, like, normal stint in the third. And then it was just a massive blowout. So, like, um, like the bench played great. It was a blowout. Um, I'm sure Steve Kerr, Draymond's old as hell. I'm sure he was trying to rest Draymond as much as possible on the front end of a back-to-back. So, 18 minutes, I mean, that seems, it's a complete anomaly. Like, straight up. I think most games, I mean, like, he's going to be around 30. So, like, nothing's changing there. Like, Kevon Looney is not going to be able to play against this Pacers team with this pace. Like, I promise you that. So, I mean, that's going to be good for Draymond. So, Draymond, he's averaging 15.9 points and rebounds this year. He's over 12.5 in 18 out of 23 games. He's over in, um, with 22 or more minutes, he's over in 17 out of 18 games. 22 minutes for Draymond is not a big ask whatsoever. He should have that pretty much every single game. Like, he's had some, like, foul trouble games, uh, some coming back, like, getting ramped up games. I remember he started the year injured. He started, he came back from a long suspension. So, yeah, I mean, 22 minutes, guys. I, like, for fucking Draymond, like, I mean, that's not a big ask whatsoever. And like I said, 17 out of 18, he is over in, which is why I'm perfectly fine with the uh, 13 and a half play. Playing the Pacers, super fast-paced, uh, good for more possessions, obviously. Uh, they give up a ton of points. They give up a ton, ton of points in the paint, six most last 15 games. And I actually kind of, like, like the matchup, too. I mean, if you look at it, like, so the Pacers, what they do is they limit catch and shoots, and that um they limit catch and shoots at like the highest rate in the NBA. Like Draymond, when he catches the ball, he's looking to find uh, guys to, so they can catch and shoot. But they, those guys are going to be getting face guarded. So I think Draymond might have some plays where he catches the ball, he's looking to find to a shooter. They're all face guarded. He's just forced to put the ball on the ground and score the rock. So I mean, uh, and then also like with the Pacers, like they limit the spot ups, they limit the three ball. I mean, that doesn't affect Draymond. Like, he's a soft closeout from every opponent. So it's not going to affect his three-point volume whatsoever. Sam, so, yeah, all in all, uh, when it was 12 and a half, I mean, let me quick check the hit rate uh, on... I'm going to quick check the hit rate on 13 and a half anyways. I bet it's pretty damn good. But, like, yeah, I mean, when you're over in 18 out of 23 games straight up, and then with just 22 minutes, like what I said, man, not a big ask. Like, um, let me quick check the 22-minute hit rate for Draymond. So, 22 minutes. Yeah, I mean, 22 minutes, 13 and a half is literally, or 12 and a half. Oh, yeah, what about 13 and a half? So, 22 minutes, he's over in 16 out of 18. So, still an amazing hit rate. Like, guys, 100%, go play this at 13 and a half. Um, but, yeah, the reason why it's not more than one and a half unit play, because, like, I mean, like, when it comes down to it, uh, we're relying on Draymond to score. And although he, he has been really good at scoring, he's taken a lot of shots. Like, he's consistently scoring, like, like uh, like good points, you know? Like, which is why he has such a good hit rate on his prop. 
But um, yeah, at the end of the day, we're betting on Draymond to score, which is always a little bit scary. And it's also like the second half of a back-to-back. Like Pacers are a team that when they're clicking, they can blow out teams because of how fast they play them. So, I mean, like, um, yeah, it's a number play. I have to play this number. I had to play 12.5, like I think 13.5, like you have to play in this matchup, um, given he's at center too. Um, but yeah, man, like there is a little bit of volatility, obviously, to Draymond scoring the ball. Uh, next play I played is Anthony Davis over 23.5 points. That was minus 125 at FanDuel. Anthony Davis, um, let's see where this is at. I played up to 24.5. I'm guessing that's worth it. Okay, there's some juice 23.5s and then some very little juice 24.5s. Um, I think that... I think that that's a good play. Um, you could either do points and rebounds too. Um, Thirty-six and a half. Don't mind that. Twenty-eight and a half points and assists. Uh, I, I like them all. I think AD is going to go off here. So AD, he's over this line in thirty out of forty-eight games this year. Um, that just straight up. We know that Anthony Davis. He has games where he like doesn't show up. Like he just has like he just doesn't show up straight up. Um, given that he draws Jokic, who is a pretty damn bad defender. And they're playing the Nuggets um, at home. Nuggets are the team that ended their season last year. Like, I highly doubt that Anthony Davis just goes here. Like, it should be a good spot for him to really get up for this game and, um, you know, like, just not drop a goose egg. So, with six or more field goals made, um, why, why I did this is because with six or more field goals made, six field goals is not a big ask for AD. It's basically excluding, like, the complete no-shows from him. He's over in 30 out of 40 games. Uh, obviously Jokic, he's an awful defender. AD on paper should have his way down low. Like Jokic doesn't even like try to block shots like half the time. So like, yeah, I mean, he should just have his way down low. Um, it's also Denver on the road. Denver, they're not very good on the road. They haven't blown out a team since October, literally on the road. So it's games in LA. She'll get a close one. Um, but like, especially we shouldn't, we just shouldn't get the Lakers getting blown out. Uh, LeBron, he'll, Aaron Gordon's like a really good defender for LeBron. Like he can really match his physicality and strength good. Uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope, um, <laughs> he'll do a solid. I said in my write up, I said KCP, he'll do a solid job on D'Lo if he's even on the team in quotations. But yeah, and if he's not, then it's like even better. It's just more shots, and then Austin Reeves will get that matchup anyways. So yeah, um, AD with the twenty three and a half point line, I have to play it in a good matchup. Next one, going to an under. Uh, this play has not been affected. In fact, I think it actually might be affected by the trade deadline trade that um, took place yesterday a little bit. Uh, but I took Mike Conley under uh, 20 and a half PRA. I believe that was, let me quick pull the odds. Yeah, I played that at minus 104 at FanDuel. Let's see what the best current price in market is. Mike Conley. Okay. Um, yeah, perfect. So there's still like minus 114s at uh, Caesars, minus 110 at 365, minus 111 at FanDuel. So play did not move much at all. But anyways, with Mike Conley, so um, so yes, the Bucks defense, yes, they suck. But they suck against high usage guards, and that's not Conley. Conley's not a high usage guard. He's not a high usage scorer at all. Um, that's just not like how he plays nowadays. Uh, Mike Conley, he's under this line in 30 out of 46 games this year. And uh, the Timberwolves just acquired Monte Morris, who uh, usually, I think we've seen, like, with the trades, like, uh, if they arrive, if they get traded the day after, they usually play the next day. So, Timberwolves, they just got Monte Morris, um, who could play here. Conley, he's been, like, nursing a hamstring injury, and, um, like, look for them to try to play him as little as they can afford, especially if they get Monte Morris. Like, 
Monte Morris does exactly what Conley does on the floor, except at like a little, at like a worse level. So, um, like he'll fit right in with the Timberwolves team. Like he should be ready to go play like 20 minutes right away. Um, and also, with, like I said, with Conley nursing the hamstring injury, he's under in six straight games, so uh, could be affecting his play as well. With the Bucks matchup, uh, the Bucks allow allow the fifth lowest catch and shoot frequency last 15 games, and um, that should like get a little bit better. Maybe it's because it, it might have been skewed a little bit recently because of um, Brooke Lopez being out. So uh, with Brooke Lopez back in the lineup, uh, he's going to be playing deep drop. Uh, Conley, he's mostly a catch and shoot guy. Conley, uh, obviously to beat the drop, we do it by the mid range. Uh, Conley, he's made eight mid range shots all year. Uh, he only averages three pick and roll opportunities a game, anyway. So, yeah, just like like I said, speaking to like the low usage, how he's really just more of a catch and shoot guy. Uh, Mike Conley, he gets a ton of his assists at the rim. I'm assuming at least because his like assist uh, potential assist to assist rate is like insanely high. Um, his conversion rate, I should say. Uh, Brook in a deep drop will make uh, assists at the rim very tough. Like it's tough to get a lob off. Like when Brooks just like literally ran out of the rim, so stuff like that. Um, I, I don't think it's a good assisting matchup, obviously, and they limit the catch and shoot too, which is a uh, catch and shoots. If they're coming from Conley, that's an assist, and they make it. So um, I just don't think it's a great assisting matchup as well. See, so, yeah, I mean, all in all, the Bucks defense sucks, but um, I just don't see it as a good matchup for how Conley scores or assists the ball. Um, add on a good hit rate for the under Monte Morris, maybe suiting up and taking some minutes away. Um, I like I like this under here. Next under I played um, has not been affected by the deadline yet. Um, and I don't think it will because the guy's on the Spurs and are the Spurs going to be buyers? I doubt it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I went with Devin Vassell under 27.5 PRA, uh, minus 105 at DK. Let's see what the current odds are on this one. This one has, like, a decent hit rate as of late, so I don't think it become public or anything. Um, yeah, perfect. So there's still minus 105 available at MGM. All right, um, so reasoning behind Vassell. So the Spurs, they're on the second half of a back-to-back with travel. Uh, they're going into Orlando as 11-point underdogs. Never a good spot for backing overs on that team. Uh, Vassell, he has drastic home road splits. So in games of 26 or more minutes, he's under this line in only 8 out of 21 home games, and he's averaging 29.3 PRA in those games. However, on the road, he's under in 14 out of 21 games, and he's averaging only 24.1 PRA. And obviously, this game is in Orlando. So, love fading to sell Vassell on the road here. Uh, we get the Magic matchup. I mean, they're just super slow-paced, very solid defensive team. Like, last 15 games, they allow the 5th fewest points per game, 5th fewest assists per game, and the 8th fewest rebound per game. Um, Vassell, he's going to draw Jalen Suggs here, who is one of the best point-of-attack defenders in the league. Uh, full full transparency, Vassell did have like a really good game against the Magic recently. He did drop 34 PRA in uh, 37 minutes. Um, it was a super close game, and it was at home, which is important because we know how much better he is at home. So um, that might, might might not look promising, but um, yeah, man, it's it's not a good matchup. Like Suggs is an elite defender, Magic are an elite defense, and like back to back big dogs. So yeah, and yeah, if I'm being honest, man. This spot for the Spurs kind of just reeks of them getting blown out. So, um, I think there's a lot lot to like with Vassell. It's a very tough matchup. Uh, on the road, struggles mightily compared to at home especially. Um, and yeah, just tough matchup. Bad spot. Next one, uh, next under might be a little bit affected by the trade deadline. Um, I went with Ty- Tyrese Halburn under 23.5 points and rebounds. Uh, it's minus 105 at 
or minus 105 at DK. Let's see what current odds are for this one. Um, points and rebounds for Halliburton. Okay, uh, so yeah, you can get 24 and a half now with the Buddy Heald news. Um, so go ahead and play that. It is a little bit juicy. Uh, it's All of them are minus 120 or worse, but um, obviously I still really like that. So with this Halliburton play, um, he's just not a lock for good minutes. And in fact, in like a perfect world where the bench play is good, maybe the Pacers are winning comfortably in this one, um, I'd sure they prefer to play him around like 26-ish minutes. Um, last game, he did have 29 minutes, but if you look at it, only 12 of them came in the first half. Pacers were down huge in the first half. And um, they just made a massive comeback against the Rockets. Uh, Hal Burton was on the floor for it. So the boost in minutes in that game kind of makes sense. Um, with 20 to 32 minutes this year, he's under an 11 out of 15 games. Uh, in those 15 games, he's averaging 26.6 minutes, which is, like I said, probably a good projection for his minutes tonight. And he's only averaging 20.1 20 PR in those 15 games with 20 to 32 minutes. So... Yeah, man, I, I think that this line is just a bit inflated. And also, like, for the matchup with the Warriors, like, the Warriors' defense is on a back-to-back. -back. Like, oh, I get that. Like, they haven't been good. But the last 15 games, the Dubs, they allow the fourth-lowest pull-up frequency, um, pull-up shot frequency. So they're not allowing pull-ups a lot. 52% uh, of Tyrese Halliburton's shots are pull-ups. And this percentage, like, leads the Pacers by, like, a super, super wide margin. So, like, just... With Halliburton's shot profile, it's not a good matchup for him, and it is a good matchup for his teammates. So, yeah, man, all in all, I just think he's far from a lock for 20, 28 to 30 minutes. I think that 30 minutes is, like, an absolute ceiling for him, and this is just, like, a matchup that suits uh, his teammates to score the ball rather than him. So, yeah, really like Halliburton under 23.5 points and rebounds. Obviously, like I said, there's 24.5 out there now with the Buddy Heald news. Honestly, I don't think that Buddy Heald news like, should be a huge difference, though, because, like, he's... Been coming off the bench, like not even playing really big minutes and stuff. So, yeah. Next play that I locked in. Um, this is going back to an over. Um, I don't know if we're gonna be. There might not be any active lines here, but I, I really don't think this line can really move that much because he's on a minute restriction. Um, looking at it right now. Okay, still five and a half set plus money. So I played Ben Simmons over five and a half assists. Uh, this is like like if I don't know if like maybe like I'm just looking at the FTM prop shop and I don't know if um I don't know if they're just updating it but I really don't see this line moving just because he's on a minute restriction. So um, Ben since he's returned from injury, he's racked up 11 assists in, in 18 minutes, uh, five assists in 14 minutes, and then seven assists in 20 minutes. So assist numbers have been crazy. Uh, since he's came back, he's averaging 11.7 potential assists in only 17.4 minutes, which is like like absurd and the thing is with ben a lot of his um a lot of his assists come off of uh, dribble handoffs like where he just like hands it to them they like catch it make a move like and then shoot it a lot of the times those dribble handoffs don't get uh, registered as potentials so like like i said the 11.7 potentials 17.4 minutes per game realistically it's definitely going to be higher than that i think um so if we look at his usage logs in the last three games He's had 10.8% um, usage, and he had 11 assists in 18 minutes with that. He had 3.1% usage against Philly when he had 14 minutes and 5 assists. 3.1% usage is insanely low. But then last game, uh, without Cam Johnson, without um, 
what's his name? Without Cam Johnson, without uh, someone else fucking missed a game. Who is it? Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, Lonnie Walker. Without Cam Johnson and Lonnie Walker, last game he had a 21.7% uh, usage rate as a starter. Um, and prior to that, his season high was 16.6%. So those two guys are out again, and now, like, Dinwiddie, Dennis Smith are out. Like, the Nets are depleted as hell. Um, and I think that his usage from last game is going to have to be similar again. Like, I mean, playing alongside Claxton, too. Like, he just can't sit in the dunker when Claxton is on the floor, and that's what he does. So, um, yeah, man, I expect really good usage again. Uh, so the Nets are playing the Cavs. Um, they are a tough matchup. But then, like, we know he's scared to, like, go into contact at the rim like he's not going to try and go up and score much against Allen and Mobley which is good for us because we just want him to pass the ball as much as possible right we just want assists so um also like with how depleted the Nets are with uh played 20 minutes last game like obviously it's like a ramp up process um maybe he goes from like 20 minutes to 22 to 24 ish so I mean maybe we get a couple extra minutes uh like I said Cavs are an elite defense they do allow the fewest assists per game the last 15 games however like they're also on a second half of back-to-back uh, ben played the Cavs this year, and he had nine assists in 23 minutes. So clearly was fine getting his assists and even in limited minutes earlier. So yeah, man, all in all, I feel like I have to play this number. I mean, Ben probably has 12 to 14 potentials here. And for a plus money five and a half line, I I feel super, super inclined to play that. All right, next one. This one also this one also probably got positively affected by the deadline. Um, let's see if there's any lines out actively. Okay, perfect. There's a ton of lines out. Um, might have moved a little bit. Uh, let's see. Okay, so this one moved two points. I still like it. It's at so I played Duran over twenty seven and a half PRA. Um, it's at twenty nine and a half now. Uh, Boyan's out, which so I. I think it's still a valid bet. Um, let's see who else the Pistons trade. Uh, Burks is out too. Um. Cade's back, but yeah, man. So 29 and a half, maybe stay away, but um, it's also, it's up to you. Let's see, what is PR at? PR, 27 and a half. Okay, so, yeah. I, I'd still give this one a play for half a unit. So, uh, yeah, I played Jalen Duran over 27 and a half, PRA minus 120 at DK. Uh, they're playing Portland. It's an elite matchup. Uh, they're not good at defense. They're not good against bigs. Uh, they allow seventh most rebounds per game to centers. Third most points per game to centers last 15 games. Aiden is questionable with an illness. Uh, a sick DeAndre Aiden does not scare me as a matchup, especially. I mean, he's just like a soft anyways. Dern should have his way with him. Um, even if, and if Aiden doesn't play, um, even better. I mean, we're going to get like Duop Reith. I mean, he's going to kill him on the glass, kill him down low. Um, Aiden also, like, if Aiden does play, like, I, another reason why I do like it is that he doesn't draw fouls and, like, Duran sometimes gets into foul trouble. Uh, Aiden shoots 1.4 free throws a game. <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, if Aiden does play, it's like, he's, Duran's foul trouble chance is very unlikely. So, Duran with 24 or more minutes, he's over this line in 20 out of 30 games, uh, 14 out of 21 with Cade Cunningham in the lineup. So, same exact hit rate by a percentage. Um, and my write-up said Boyan is questionable. He's likely traded tomorrow. <laughs> and that did happen, so that's good. Boyan is going to take a ton of shots. Isaiah Stewart's still out. Uh, James Wiseman, uh, he was a healthy DNP last night. So I think Monty might be done with the James Wiseman experience. So, yeah. It's also, it is a back-to-back, but uh, during, like, he's 20 years old and he's young as hell. So not very concerning about that. So, yeah. 
had to play this good hit rate lead matchup. I want to quick see the hit rate with 29.5 for Dern because uh, I think that might be important. Um, it is worth like noting that like Boyan being out is like huge. Like Dern had like I think like 40 PRE last night or something like that. Absolutely crushed with Boyan out. But um, let me quick pull up the numbers. So Detroit versus Portland, Jalen Dern. Okay. So hit rate does get worse, but let's do 24 more minutes. With 24 more minutes for Duran, uh, he's over this line in half of his games. Uh, if we take Cade Cunningham, or not Cade Cunningham. Uh, oh, shit. Can't even do this. I'm probably not cash anymore because now the team. Yeah, man. I don't know. He had 41 PRE last night without Boyan. Um, let me quick go to stab and look this up. Jalen Duran logs with 24 plus minutes and without Boyan Bogdanovich. Okay, sorry, my bad. Points plus rebounds plus assists. Yeah, so um, I think he's still around like a little bit more than half of that. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Like I said, I play this for half a unit. So, yeah. All right, well, that's that's my plays. Uh, trade deadline news. I think something else just broke. What what else just broke? Uh. Oh, P.J. Washington to Dallas for Grant Williams, uh, Seth Curry, and a first-round pick. Okay. That seems like a lot for P.J. Washington, but uh, yeah. All right. Uh, quick summarize the picks that I played. Um, I played Draymond over 12.5 points and rebounds, plus 100 at MGM, 100% played at 13.5. Anthony Davis over 23.5 points, minus 125 at FanDuel, played at 24.5. Mike Conley, under 20.5 PRA, minus 104 at FanDuel. That's still there. Uh, Devin Vassell, under 27.5 PRA, minus 105 at DK. That is still there. Halliburton, under 23.5 points and rebounds, uh, minus 105 at DK. You can actually get 24.5 now. Uh, ben Simmons, over 5.5 assists, plus 120 at FanDuel. I believe this is still available for plus money, but uh, still played for like minus money. Um, Jalen Duran over 27.5 PRA, minus 120 at DK. This is the dicey one. It's at 29.5 now, but like I said, I still think it's a good spot for him to really rack up the points. So those are the seven plays. Um, definitely will have some more plays tonight. I mean, there's going to be a ton of uh, edges that you can take advantage of with this trade deadline, and I for sure expect to be one of those guys. So, yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, I believe I will be going live on either StreamYard, on YouTube, or on Spaces with OzBets tonight to discuss the deadline, discuss betting angles for tonight. So yeah, you guys have a good one. Peace out.